Hi, I'm Renee Crandall, and you're listening to the Wake Up Your Life podcast, a personal development podcast for women where we'll discuss how to live intentionally today and every day. I want to be a better version of myself this year than I was last year, five years from now versus five years ago, and I want to encourage you in that same journey. I hope my words each week leave you feeling inspired and empowered to wake up your life and go after who you truly desire to be. I'm in this with you to coach you and cheer you on. I believe in you. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome to the Wake Up Your Life podcast. This episode is the one year anniversary episode, which is crazy that we are already a year in. 52 weeks worth of content. I know if you listen to last week's episode, I talked about how it was crazy that I have been able to come up with that much content because when I started, I really only had six weeks worth. So thanks be to God that we are here and we are one year in. And I decided for this episode to make it a little extra special. You have heard my voice a lot every week for a year now. So this episode, I thought that I would have a guest on the podcast, and the guest that I have chosen is my wonderful husband, Isaac Crandall, who you have heard a lot about in the past year, but I wanted to have him on the podcast and answer some questions for you. So Isaac, welcome to the Wake Up Your Life podcast. You are the first guest that I have ever had. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm excited. This, just to give you guys some context. We are sharing one microphone. We are sitting very close together in my office, and it's really hot up here because our air conditioning isn't working right. So uh, this is where we're at. It's not glamorous. I have not yet bought a second microphone because it's literally been me for a year. So here we are. This is what it looks like, and that's what we're doing. I love it. It's amazing. I'm excited for some questions. Yes. And... I so Isaac and I very rarely call each other by our first name. Like mm-hmm. we, I barely, I very rarely ever say, "Isaac, can you do this?" And he very rarely says, "Renee, can you do this?" So it's not how it started, though. You loved using first names. I first know I did dating. love using first names, <laughs> and now we just have like cute nicknames and stuff that mm-hmm. we use a lot more. Anyway, the specific goal slash theme of this episode, I have some questions written down. There's some things that I wanted to ask Isaac that I thought would be very applicable to the intention of the podcast itself, but we might go rogue and not answer all the questions. We'll just kind of see where it takes us. But I wanted to have questions that were going to be specific to personal development. I think there's a lot of different things Isaac and I could talk about, and he may be back on the podcast again at one point. Who knows? To have the personal development related questions. I thought that it would be really interesting to hear someone else's perspective in regards to how they view personal development, their interest of it. You know a lot about my perspective around it and how my life has been impacted and some of the catalysts and the moments that have occurred in my life of why I like personal development, why I care so much about growth. So I thought that that would be the theme of this week's episode and being able to ask Isaac those questions and hear his response, I thought would be pretty insightful just to have a different perspective um, and maybe something will resonate with you based on what he says. So do we want to just jump right in? Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So the first question I have is, were you always interested in personal development or was there a specific turning point for you? Mm, I would say that I, I wasn't always interested in it. Um, after college, I was working a lot in my family's company and sat at a desk 
and kind of helped manage and run the day to day. And I just stopped enjoying it as much. And I was doing house renovations and some real estate flipping at the time. And I would just like sit at my desk and start listening to podcasts. I, I kind of was interested in them, didn't really know a lot about them. And so we started, I started listening to like some farming podcast, <laughs> uh, like off grid farming or something. And then that led into, um, listening to, I think it was Ed Milet first or Ryan Mickler first with order of man. And I can't remember which one came first, but each one of them were on each other's podcasts. And then that led into them recommending a lot of books. And then I started reading or started listening to audiobooks. Then I started getting really motivated based off of like the stories and the people that were doing and accomplishing all these really cool things. And I was like, gosh, like, I don't really want to sit at this desk anymore. And so I was like trying to figure out like what to do and how to leave. And I tried to calculate how to do real estate and make passive income and all this stuff. And we were doing that. We were doing good. And, and then I got to the point where I started making enough on house flipping that I could basically step away for like a full year and not have to like worry about finances as much. And at that point we were married. And so we did, I was working, which helped a little bit. I mean, my income at the time was not that substantial. It's changed since then over the years, but that was a new position that I had Mm -hmm. right out of college, but that was another piece of it too. So it wasn't like you, left the job and then zero income completely Correct. but you had flipped houses and there was a comfortable cushion if and i was still working yeah 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 i was just trying to figure out work on a different scale like not like go in for nine hours and sit at a desk mm-hmm. it was like mm-hmm. i want to figure out how to do this project and get paid for it and then it kind of led into you know doing some odd jobs for your parents yep they did uh he did some awesome stuff for my parents i know Jen and Zeese are listening to this episode, so So thank you for your support in those early days. Early catalyst towards enjoying what I was doing on a day-to-day basis, and then kind of led into some people asking for like renovations done, and I was like, okay, I, I, we can do that. Um, And so then we started doing some minor renovations, and then going into kind of some major renovations like kitchens and bathrooms and all new floorings and trim and stuff like that. Um, And so then it kind of morphed into like, well, this is a lot more interesting, like business wise, to get into dealing with clients um, and like designing stuff with them and kind of creating their dreams. And that was where it started to turn in what, 2016? 20 no 2019 was when a lot of the change on what base ended up so his his business name is base enterprises so they originally were going to focus on just flipping houses Mm -hmm. and then it became renovations additions new builds which that i think in and of itself is a super interesting topic and could be a totally different podcast episode of just pivoting a business from like a, an original vision you may have to mm. then like what it turned out to be. Cause that has been just fascinating to see how it evolved and it's become something that we didn't necessarily expect, but that we're very grateful for mm-hmm. that it went the direction it did, especially with the housing market and houses being so expensive. I mean, to flip something, you have to have a lot of cash mm-hmm. <laughs> to buy it and do it. And that's just not realistic always. No, it's not. 
but so with the personal development, did you feel like having the influence of Ryan Mickler and Ed Milet and some of the audiobooks and podcasts you were listening to was a catalyst to saying, okay, I want to leave the job that I'm at and do something new? Like, do you think that those were influences that maybe encouraged you in some way to do it sooner than had you not listened to it? Like, what do you think that impact was having influence in your life of just a different perspective? I think it was a huge catalyst towards me being interested in leaving. And then you were a huge catalyst as well, just because I knew I wasn't happy with what I was doing and I was complaining about it. Mm -hmm. And the catalyst from the podcasting and the audiobooks and hearing all that stuff is like, oh, this is possible. Like there's people that are really thriving to like their best and like they're, you know, it's still hard, but they like actually enjoy it and they get up and they're really excited about the day. Mm-hmm. So I think that that was an absolutely huge catalyst towards building that to get me going and get out of there. One thing that I will say too, just for spouses out there, if you are married to someone and they're in a position where they maybe feel stuck or they're not sure what that next season is going to look like, or maybe they have a lot of days where they're not happy and they're bringing home that negative energy, I would strongly encourage you in a very kind, gracious, relatively lighthearted way to open up a conversation of just saying like, is there anything else you're interested in doing? What could a pivot look like? Like create the space and conversation for your spouse to feel like they have the room and the creativity to think about doing something different. Because I think for some spouses, they may think like if, if it's your husband and maybe he's the breadwinner that they may think, well, I have to just stay with where I'm at because they're going to be thinking about financially and the numbers and they don't want to put you in a vulnerable position and all of that. Like a lot of the fear or the pessimism or the reasons why things won't work out and why they can't make a change can really be a loud voice in their head. So if you as the spouse bring it up or you as the wife bring it up and say, hey, I've noticed that it doesn't seem like your work-life balance is thriving or something like that, I think that it could just create maybe a sense of space in their own mind to think about doing something different. And maybe they wouldn't have thought about that unless they were given that conversation because I, it's just not an easy pivot to change a career. And um, I know for Isaac and I specifically, I mean, we we talked about you leaving that job specifically for probably two or three years. Oh, I mean, yeah. we talked about it. We prayed over it a lot. Like it was not a, oh, this isn't what you want to be doing for the long, you know, foreseeable future. And then he just up and quit. I mean, it was a, it was a slow rollout. Mm-hmm. It's a very <laughs> slow rollout. And I basically gave like a six month, like, um, leave, leave notice. Cause I was, um, just an integral part of that company basically. And so it was just, and it was hard leaving family's company and different things like that. And I enjoyed aspects of the job. It's just, it wasn't what I wanted long-term. Yeah. And we're, we're super, super grateful for what his family's business provided for him and for us through that employment Mm -hmm. for so many years and all of the knowledge. Yeah. The knowledge, the skill set, management. I mean, there's so much good that came from it. And I think the biggest thing is like, it wasn't leaving because it was terrible. It was leaving in the aspect of this was a season fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Like you got, like, it was kind of looking at it thinking like you took from it what you believed, like God needed you to take from it. Mm -hmm. And then you're stepping into the new thing. And so I think for some of us, we may be in certain seasons of life where 
we're going to be going on to a new thing and doing something different. And it's not because what you're leaving was bad or negative or anything like that. It's just saying, yeah, there's challenges to it. And maybe you want to take on different challenges. Like with having your own business, there's a lot of challenges with Mm. that. There's still bad days. Things can still be super challenging, but where you were before was fulfilled. And I think at some point you started to grow out of it. Like, Mm -hmm. like, it was just not. I just wanted pretty. to do my own thing and manage the way that I wanted to manage and do things the way that I wanted to do. So you just start to feel that. I I think that some people just reach it at different levels. Yeah. And I like too that you were saying <clears throat> that the different personal development influences and voices and stuff was just a different perspective that was being shared of the way that they feel in their careers or the way that they feel in their business or the fact that they took that leap of faith and started completely over with something and were and was able to do it successfully and also have the transparency of like, yeah, it's rocky, it's tough, there's no set structure, like there's a lot of challenges, but it's worth it. I think our situations don't always have to look the same to the people that we're taking that influence from or that advice mm-hmm. from, but just the fact that we're receiving that type of encouragement or having people that we may never meet face-to-face cheering us on in a sense Absolutely. of like, like you think about meeting like Ed Milet or Ryan Mickler and telling them your story. They don't have to be in it with you to feel really freaking proud of you. Mm-hmm. Like that's what's so cool is those individuals, even me, like there's people listening to this podcast that you don't know me personally. I may never meet you, but I am so excited over any progress or positive intentional change that you're making in your life, you know, significant or small, whatever it may be. Like that's the influence. There's an energy in it. And I think that's like what continues to keep us moving forward in certain things. But then especially like the first domino falling of like you're leaving, you're starting your own business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. So another question I had is whose advice do you look up to the most or like who do you like listening to? Are there any books or podcasts specifically that you'd recommend? Like I know people listening have heard me talk about Rachel Hollis a lot and Jenny Allen and Jess Connolly. Do you have any names of people you're, where you're like, if someone is wanting to get more into the personal development space and maybe, cause I do have a lot of guy listeners mm-hmm. that maybe they're looking for more male voices. What would your recommendations be? Oh man, there's a few. Um, so I mentioned Ed Milet, like him a lot. And then um... also real quick, sorry to interrupt, but it was because of Isaac listening to Ed Milet that led. And I remember saying this on the podcast episode I created about the episode that changed my life, but it, it was because of Isaac listening to the Ed Milet episodes that he found the interview between Ed Milet and Rachel Hollis. And Isaac knew what I was going through in that specific season of my life, sent me that episode. I listened to it. And that was my catalyst Mm -hmm. and moment of change of personal development and where my mindset just shifted like 180 degrees drastically. So even the impact of personal development on his life has been so substantial, but it directly impacted me and Mm -hmm. I'm forever grateful for that. So sorry, I just wanted to say like, Ed Milet's awesome. And it was because of his podcast that my life changed too. So Mm -hmm. back to what you were saying. Yeah. So Ed's great. Um, And then a lot of the people that Ed had on, he had on Ryan Mickler. So I started listening to him. And then um, Dean Graziosi was another one that was really interesting because he was like big into real estate and his story is just hilarious. And so I really enjoyed that. And that put a huge catalyst. And I listened to that podcast right after I left the lab. And so that was just like, oh my gosh, like, let's go, let's get it fired up. <laughs> and so 
And then um, Jocko Willink is a big one. He's intense. He's intense. <laughs> He's super intense. I love I love a lot of personal development perspectives, but he is like the Get way up I, at four thirty yeah, in the like morning. Yeah, like I'm just like, oh my gosh, like this is how you punished yourself with personal 100%. development. Where I'm more of like, how do we create aspects of our lives where we feel more full and thriving, and it's life giving. Where he's more of like, if you want it, you got to do the work, and here's how you do it. And he swears a lot, and it's just yeah. like he's intense, but I mean, he's earned it. Like, yeah, he's he's awesome. He's not as bad as David Goggins. Maybe that's who I'm thinking. That's of. probably who you're thinking of. Who would you say? Jocko Willink. Well. There's a bunch of like seal, yeah. guy, seal okay, guys that I've listened to. They're both seal guys. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's why. <laughs> well, they're both intense, and I don't necessarily resonate with the seal slash military grade lifestyle, but I love it. I like listening to them. <laughs> uh, I just find a lot of power, I guess, behind what they say. Going forward, like lifestyle or business or whatever else, and I think you like the the fact that they know what they believe in and mm-hmm. they're committed to it. Yeah. Like they don't waver. No. Like, and that's something that I would say is very similar to Isaac and I, is we really appreciate when people like know what their core values are. They know where they stand. They make a decision. They make a decision. They commit and they're just all in. Mm -hmm. Like we, neither of us are indecisive people. We're not wishy-washy. Like we're, we're very like cut and dry. Like you're going to get. Make the decision, move on, eat the repercussions if you have to. (laughs) Yeah. Like own the consequences, own the choices keep moving forward. Just don't stay in one place. Like just do something. Mm-hmm. So just keep going. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have any book recommendations? Yeah. Um, so uh, my favorite book is the new green lights, Matthew McConaughey. Um, Listen to the audiobook of it, by the way, fantastic. like when I've only listened to like what, two or three chapters <laughs> yeah. and I thought it was super interesting. But I've listened to it like five times. Who doesn't love Matthew McConaughey's voice? All right. So. All right. All right. <laughs> So that's a good one. Um, so yeah, that one I really enjoy. Uh, Shoe Dog from Phil Knight. It's an autobiography. Um, that one was really cool. And then um, what was the last one? Was it like Poor Dad, Poor Old? Oh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah, I love that <laughs> one. I had a couple of my guys read that on our staff, and they both just it both kind of like really shifted their perspective of finances and money, and like oh my gosh. It just, you know, it's such a simple book and people always recommend it. I mean, he's so well known. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, just those like couple basic books. Jocko has a bunch of books that I've read too. Um, and they're pretty, they're pretty intense um, for leadership. And so those are really neat. I'd have to pull open my phone and look at the rest. Of no, my I think titles, those are great. I those think those are... are great. It gives people a really good starting point. Yeah. And yeah, Isaac is not a big sit and read kind of person. No. I've seen him read like maybe two books in our entire relationship together where he's actually had the hard copy, mm-hmm. but he's a, he's an audiobook guy. And I say that because sometimes like those of you who want to listen to the books versus read it, like I'm the kind of person where if the actual author is not the one li- reading the book, I don't want to listen to it. Mm. So those are all good audiobooks that sound good. And yeah. that are like engaging enough where you can listen to it, whether you're driving or working on a job site or whatever. Yeah, driving's a big one for sure. And so, like, yeah. Oh, I like the the Magnolia story. And the oh, yeah, and those that's are cute. I, yeah, those were good. There's- Cal Newport has a bunch of good books. And then David Goggins' book was awesome. Um, it's a bit rough. You like audio or you like autobiographies. And yeah, biographies. I, do. I, do. I don't. 
I like to hear people's stories and like how they got to where they are and like what the struggle was and how they overcame that. And it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. What is one aspect of your life right now that you are working on growing or trying to get better at? Organization. <laughs> it's always a I laugh because this is downfall. something that I have probably been the one saying this is an area of improvement and you should work on it. Uh-huh. It's always <laughs> been that way. Uh, I'm very organized, so we make a great team. But when it comes to just his world, like his work world, I'm not a part of that. We're really great husband and wife. We don't like work mm-mm. well together from a business standpoint. We can work great on our own projects, but the organization in his business, I am not a part of. And honestly, I'm kind of grateful. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where it's, especially in contracting, I didn't realize like as how many details like a contract like especially a general or like even somebody that's just remodeling a bathroom or or kitchen how many details go into all that and how many coordinations go into it i I mean just the materials alone is crazy if you think about like you think about your own kitchen right now and every single material that's there from like not just floors and tile but like grout color outlet covers what kind of outlets light switches how thick the material is. how thick the material is how yep like the colors of the stainless steel like Uh do you want a pot filler do you not like there's just do you want the bronzing to match do you want the brushed nickel to match do you want and then everything to match ordering the stuff and delays and all of that i mean it's just it's a lot you're it's a lot of hand holding it's a long process people get frustrated i mean no one no one likes the in-between project process i mean i struggle with it and i'm used to it seven years in but it's it's tough especially if it's your first time i don't like it either because it's not i want to get into a project make it nice and clean and move on so the organization is what you're organization is a big one yeah so that'll be our net that'll be our biggest thing to focus on this year and and just be we're 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 making strides at it it's just a process especially as fast as we grow Mm -hmm. it's just really hard Mm -hmm. but we got some really awesome people working so that's great. That's great. What keeps you motivated? Like I think in the world, basically the context of that question is in the world of personal development. I think it's, you know, one direction is we can feel so motivated where then we're, we're taking in so much information on how to change like every single aspect of our life. And mm-hmm. that can be really overwhelming, but there's also the flip side where like for me, sometimes like I have healthy rhythms. I, have you know parts of my week that are very life-giving like I feel like year after year I'm cultivating more of the life I want and that I'm becoming more of who I want to be but it's intense it's important to infuse your life with the continual momentum so you don't just like drift into a half-hearted growth process so all of that to say like what keeps you motivated of like this is my why and I'm gonna I want to get better for this reason yeah, so like one of my biggest reasons why is um, just providing a really cool lifestyle for all my guys and ladies on our team. And so that's a big motivating factor of like a lot of the guys since they've been on, they've been able to buy houses and mm-hmm. you know progress forward and um, just keeping that going into a larger scale to where they can, you know, develop a lifestyle for all their kids and mm-hmm. um schooling and maybe buy a second property somewhere and have vacation Mm -hmm. um stuff like that is super important the thing that keeps me motivated the most is the new next thing Mm -hmm. yeah you're very motivated by the 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 new shiny toy and it's it's good and bad um because it creates a 
fire to like get going on other things and it keeps me interested in the current things and uh-huh. then keeps me motivated to finish the current things on to the next. So the biggest like I were trying to get going on a adding on full-time electricians on our company and so that's really exciting for me and really exciting to like go through the process and like have it so we can bid out new new only electrical jobs and really focus on like building that section of the company and that's super super interesting and then hvac is the next one um on top of that so we each have our own divisions growing forward um and so those excite me a lot and then in correlation makes me want to get to the point where somebody else can do you know kind of the day-to-day stuff with like the building side like josh will probably do that kind of stuff and um just really get grinding he loves organizing stuff so he can just go crazy and organize all those projects and those different things whereas i can look to the future and be like i want this and i want this and it's going to be awesome or i want to create something a little different that the industry doesn't see and so yeah i just i like talking about that Steve and I always call each other at like seven in the morning. Steve's a good buddy of mine. <laughs> He's in construction now too. So, um, but we always like just roll ideas off of each other all the time. So um, that just, that's just exciting. It's motivating because if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be as excited and motivated to like, cause you get to a certain point and you're like, yeah, this is cool. I just like, I'm just like, wow. Awesome. Yeah. But yeah. And we talk about that. I mean, contentment is super important yeah and, and i'm not discontent and, and and that's what i was about to say is like there's there's always that tension of like like my parents and i talk about how like you should be always a little bit dissatisfied mm-hmm. a little bit uncomfortable yeah a little bit like okay like there's still more to do we want to go further we want to do more not from the sense of like this isn't good enough no but from the perspective of like there's always more like like look at what we've accomplished what else can we do like look at how much i've grown how much more can i grow Mm -hmm. like not feeling like we've made it or we've arrived like i think once you feel like i've done all the things i've checked all the boxes i've like accomplished everything i wanted to accomplish or like i'm now who i want to be that's when i think your world starts to get really small and And when when you really need to start evaluating like why do you yeah the motivation Uh yeah like okay so like what was it all for like for me a lot of my motivation comes from knowing who i want to be in the sense of how i show up in the world Uh like i want i know in my mind the kind of wife i want to be the kind of friend i want to be the kind of employee i want to be the kind of mom i want to be in the future the kind of daughter i want to be like it's looking at all of the different facets that make me me and say, okay, I know where I want to be because I have examples in my life of people I really look up to and admire. So I'm going to do the work to get there. And with Isaac, it's more of like motivated by the growth of something a bit more tangible, like Uh the business side of things, but you're still very aware of who you're becoming Uh in the process. Yeah. And like who you're becoming and like you really like find out your strengths and weaknesses and like if you're self-aware enough which i hope i am but if you're self-aware enough to like really like ask those questions to yourself be like am i really good at this or Mm -hmm. is somebody else better yeah like delegating is still a super great decision as a leader i mean it's essential for good leadership Mm -hmm. it's just like we have uh charlie he's like 
1099 kind of like he runs his own business, but he runs some of our projects and he's just, he is, he has a gift of sales and he can Mm -hmm. just get in and like, I can sell pretty good too. He is such a people person. Like it's just like, he'll sell He's so likable. He's one of the most likable people I think I've ever met in my life. Yeah. It's amazing. And it's just like one of those things where it's just like, you can sell a spark plug to somebody that doesn't even have a car or a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, you could really, you could totally do that. You, could totally like, you do need that. it. You need it. You need it. Yeah. Here's why. Let me, let me tell you why, but it's just funny. And you find those people and, and you, you put them in their strengths, try to like, just figure out how to make them just grow and mm-hmm. like enjoy what they do on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Cause he's one of the same stories as me where like, he just hated his normal job and started doing stuff like this. And, at least you know, at least he has free time now and spends time yeah. with family and yeah well you get it's it i mean it's a it's kind of a two-edged sword a little bit i don't even know if that's the right metaphor but you get control over what your schedule looks like and what your life can look like yeah but having too much of that freedom can also like be a detriment to an entrepreneurial type mindset because the options are endless absolutely so it can kind of be a complicated situation to navigate any sense of work-life balance because you don't have the same structure of like a boss Mm -hmm. in a sense, but there's a lot of freedom to then create what you want. And there's certain personalities where that is such a great fit. And I think that's something that I will say is like, not everyone wants that. And Mm. it's okay if you don't. Like I do not want my own business. I love being an employee. Like Mm -hmm. I genuinely enjoy it. I like the fact that I know what's expected of me. I work these hours, did these hours. I have my days off. I have PTO. Some days that sounds really nice. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my job, I I really like what I yeah. do and it's easy <clears throat> at this point. But so I say that because I think like in the world of social media and even podcasts, like people can paint this idyllic picture of everything's amazing when you have your own business and when you're your own boss. And for some of you, it's 100% going to resonate and that may be exactly what you should do. Mm -hmm. But for others of you, if you're like, yeah, the flexibility of it seems nice, but I don't want to be that much in control of all of those variables. Like that's okay. I'm one of those people. So, Mm -hmm. you know, don't feel the pressure to like up and quit your job. No. And you can still be like (laughs) an absolutely highly motivated individual. Totally. Yeah. It's like, that's me. Yeah. Like I would say that I'm pretty Mm -hmm. motivated. Mm -hmm. And I contribute a lot of value to the company that I work for. And I'm grateful to put all of my energy into that to support my boss and my team Mm -hmm. instead of just supporting like, I mean, in my industry, it really would probably be like a one woman show. And that doesn't sound that fun. And I already work remote. So I'm home alone. And yeah, Yeah, but and then you run all the whole household stuff too. Yes, I say that Isaac and I's dynamic, he is the CEO of Mm -hmm. our family. So all of like the big picture ideas, you know, he has this business, he's building the business, like anything financial wise, like he's got a plan and I don't ever feel stressed or overwhelmed with any of that. Like he's very big picture, future oriented, like he's got that on lock. And then I am the operations manager where I do the things day to day for Mm -hmm. our house, like the grocery shopping, the food, the laundry, the clean home, like those are all the logistics that are like really mundane and some of them are super boring. And I our, do the maintenance. He does the maintenance. I mean, he does the renovation. So. I'll do the renovation. Like our house would not be what it is if it wasn't for him. So that's like a huge, huge thing. But you again, can, like. You can fix your own P-trap now though. No. Yeah. In your sink. 
Oh, yeah, because my hair would get stuck mm-hmm. in it. I got this little thing that, like, prevents hair from going down the drain. So, you know, long hair problems. But mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, the house and all the big stuff and all that is very much his strength. But I I'm a, I mean, I'm a details gal. Mm-hmm. I like structure. I like routine. You don't. Mm-mm. I force you to enjoy routine and structure a little bit, at least. But. Yeah, I have not been a routine person. I think we 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 try and strike a healthy balance. But mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's just playing to our strengths. So to kind of close this out, my last question would be, what advice do you have for someone who is new to personal development but is like interested and in maybe kind of where you were, where they're feeling kind of the monotony of maybe their job or their day-to-day? Is it just like, pick a podcast that you like and listen to it every week, you know, read a book, like what type of advice would you have for someone that's like in that position that you were at when you were at your previous job? And you're just like, is this, is this it? Like, how do I, how do I shift out of this? I think that there's like some time where you're in a position and you're like, I am interested in this, but I'm not sure. And that could be a variety of things. It could be uh, like a hobby or it could be work. It could be uh, just kind of an activity or whatever. And I would say that like, you know, do some research on it and like actually try to do it instead of just like maybe reading about it or learning about it from Mm, somebody mm too. Because you're talking about more of like if someone wants to leave their job and do something else. To leave it or like to do something new. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like take it out of just the textbook Mm -hmm. and like get your hands dirty. Yeah. Get your hands dirty a little bit because I mean, you may go and (laughs) be like, I want to do this instead or I want to go be a contractor. And it's just like, go like work on some projects, like for friends or family. Go like, yeah, do something. Like, hey, I'll work on it for free. I was doing research on this one thing. Can I like fix this? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Or if you have your own house, like take on a project and you can find out real quick and you're like, I literally hate this and I don't want to do it. And you might find that it's hard, but you enjoy it. Like, Correct. Like you, it may be like, this was difficult and I hated the entire process. Like there are certain things that are hard, but are still like enjoyable and worthwhile doing. Like mm-hmm. in any of our lives, we can think of those things where it's still worth it. Yeah. But you'll, I mean, you'll know. It's just yeah. a matter of like start. Like I think some people think that they have to like up and quit or like, do this no. huge overhaul it's like layer it into your already day-to-day absolutely or like your week to week just to see how that feels and if it gives you like a new sense of vibrancy in life and an enjoyment maybe it is a side thing for a mm-hmm. while or maybe it becomes a full-on thing i mean it was kind of sorry to interrupt but it was kind no. of we went to a farmer's market this was this week and like we were just walking around and then i was like oh they got hawaii um hawaiian little, barbecue hawaiian barbecue spot and these people were just so awesome. They were I want to like, be their friends. Like they're the kind of people where I literally have thought like I should ask if they want to hang out. Yeah. Like they're so cool. They're just like, oh, wow. Like uh, you're Marcy and Derek. S- Marcy and Derek, <laughs> if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> um, but they were just so interested. And it was like, they were like, we're like, are you opening a restaurant? And they're like, well, that's the goal. That's what we'd like to do. And so like that progression, it's like they're literally at a farmer's market, like yeah. selling out their yep. food and test marketing it understanding it, seeing if they like it. I mean, start small. Yeah. Like there's just, there's so many ways to be creative, but I'm going to tell you guys what my dad growing up always told me and still tells me now. You're never stuck. 
you are never stuck. There's always something else that you can do. There can be a slight pivot. There can be a change. There can be a new idea. There's always something. It's just a matter of taking the time to intentionally think about what that could be Mm -hmm. and tapping into that energy of like, okay, like, how do I want things to look different? How do I want to feel different? Okay, I want to feel this way. That means I need to work backwards and do this, 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 and this, or I want to become better at X, Y, and Z. Absolutely. Okay. How do you do that? You reach out to the expert. You see if someone in your friend circle is already good at it. Maybe you they could you could job shadow them. Mm-hmm. Like whatever. Yeah, and understanding too that like you're not good at everything, and just like <laughs> yeah, and be okay with it. Like you're gonna be suck. totally fine at it. Yeah, it's just like hey, I want to get better at shooting bow and arrow. It's just like okay, well, I don't know anything about it. It's like I am taking horseback riding lessons. Yeah. I don't even think I've shared that on a podcast yet that I'm officially taking them, but. I love horses and I know nothing about horseback riding other than some of the trail rides I've done Mm -hmm. as an adult and I'm a total beginner, but it's interesting to me and there's experts that like want to train people. So just, yeah, don't be uncomfortable. That's where it goes back to like that uncomfortability. And it's just like, look like, yeah, I'm uncomfortable, but this is really interesting. And like, that's me in golf. Like, it's just like, I, certain days are like really good and you're feeling good. And then other days, like, I literally have never picked up a club in my life. (laughs) Golf is so frustrating. I golf so much less now because Isaac loves to golf so much more and I just can't keep up with the level of golf that he wants, but it's fine. But I think, yeah, just start and be okay in that like awkward, uncomfortable beginner phase. And don't, and don't let that like rule out never doing it again. And you were bad at that early on. Oh my gosh. Well, I think I talked about that on an episode like several months back where if I wasn't automatically good at something right away, I'd never try it again and I'd beat myself up over it. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until being with Isaac for years where Mm -hmm. I realized like, oh, I can slowly get better. Like he's not expecting perfection. People aren't expecting perfection. Unfortunately, when Isaac tries stuff for the first time, he's like perfect at it. So it is, it's kind of hard. I mean, it's just part of my life, but we're okay. I figure it out. Yeah. You're, you just grew up doing a lot more things than I did. So he has experience just from like recreational activities to, you know, projects that you've been able to accomplish. Like there's just been so many more things. I, I'm really great academically. Mm -hmm. Me, not so much. (laughs) Yeah. So we have our strengths, but yeah, just getting started with like something new is great. Well, I have loved having you on this podcast. This has been really fun. I love it. Yeah, it's super fun. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining. Thanks for having me. I hope to have you back again. Yeah. And to all of you listeners, thank you so, so much for your support over this past year. I could not do this without you. I know I say that often, but it is 100% true. So grateful for you. So grateful for this platform, this podcast, and just the way that it's grown and kind of shifted and been a blessing in my life and your life. And I hope that this one year anniversary episode featuring the Isaac Crandall was a treat to all of you. So thank you for giving it a listen. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys. 